What's up, everybody? This is Sound Off with Sticks. This is Key Sticks from Tsunami Cables, and I'm here with my good friend Devin from Decline Designs. What's up, Devin? How you doing, buddy? How's it going? Thanks for having me out. Absolutely, man. Um, So, yeah, so this podcast is going to be a little bit different than normal because uh, normally we're doing stuff with uh, musicians and stuff like that, and so um, this will be a lot of fun because it's going to be like two kind of businesses talking business to business, owner, small Small business guys talking. Yeah, definitely not a musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it'll be good. So, um, cool. Well, uh, let's start with um, kind of how I'll start with kind of how I found you and how we kind of how I we contacted and started talking. Then maybe we'll get some back history of the company and getting you started and all that you kind gonna, of stuff. You're going to tell them about Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. All those, uh, those dark web uh, forums yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, a few years back I started doing like the lathe turning stuff and doing, getting the, doing the custom connectors and all that kind of stuff. And really it was like, somebody else has got to be out here doing this. Like this stuff's cool. Like somebody else is like, I gotta, I gotta do some research and find out and see, cause I can't believe I can't be the only guy who had this mm-hmm. idea. So started looking and then I found and like very shortly found your page and I was like, fuck, <laughs> you know, and I'm like yeah. somebody else is doing it before me and they're doing it really well. And, um, but you did, and you did the, you did the cable like connector thing and you still do that a little bit. A little bit um, yeah, but you do mostly knobs. And, um, and so that was when I first started noticing that I was like, okay, well he's got like, almost 10 to one knobs compared to like connectors yeah. for cables. I'm like, so obviously he's focused on that a little bit more. So uh, I'll keep doing the the cable thing and that kind of stuff. And then it was like, maybe, I don't know, like six, six or seven months later, um, reached out to you and was just like, Hey man, like this is who I am. Let's, let's do something. Let's put something together. Let's just make something happen and do something. And, um, and then, yeah, that was kind of where it started, and I came down to, to the shop, and yeah. we had, like, a crazy-ass night just, like, making shit and glowing stuff. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. playing with pigments like, yeah. and sticky, gooey resin. Right, and all sorts of craziness. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun and really crazy. And um, so, yeah, so talk to me about the, you know, the business and kind of, like, where you started from and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of a lot, but let's start there. <laughs> Well, the beginning of the knobs started when I worked for Lace Music Products, uh, Lace Pickups as they're known now. Okay. And I've always been kind of a creative type. I was like getting my hands on things and modifying things. And it was funny. I didn't, it took a while before I realized where it really started, but it was definitely there. And around the time I had first started, um, they have a product called the Illumitone. Okay. It's the, one of their pickup models. And, um, the owner, he had an idea of kind of doing a blinged out version. You know, the bling was real popular at the time and right. they wanted to maybe inlay some stones or crystals or glass beads or something into one of mm-hmm. these aluminum chassis that go on their pickups. And he gave one to me and some parts. I was like, see if you can do something. And so I, I played around and I kind of made some prototypes for him and he really liked them. And we had a bunch of these dome, just standard press on uh, chrome knobs laying around the shop. And so I took one of those and I drilled a little hole in it and I added the same little Savorsky crystal to that too and mm-hmm. just so I basically modified a knob to match this thing it's like oh this could be a set right and we also had these lace helix bases coming in they had these big fat data controller knobs on them that were really cool mm-hmm. and some of the bases we brought in were these uh, five ply through neck and it was like trans color on the wings oh, and then wow. just the natural wood grain for the maple and walnut in the neck and I thought it'd be kind of cool to have some wooden knobs on there. And I'd mm-hmm. never seen wooden knobs at the time. Right. And so I started playing around with making some out of maple. God, they were ugly. They were horrible. <laughs> I recently found 
one of the, my original prototypes when I was visiting Lace a while back. I was like, oh, I never would have sold one of these. And so it was that. And um, a coworker of mine, Mike Glendening, he, um, he saw me doing this stuff and messing around. And a good friend of his, who later became a very dear friend of mine, Howard Oyate, um, he was in the shop visiting and he had one of his bases with him. And Howard had actually made these custom knobs for his base out of this really cool resin acrylic, the same stuff you're using on your cables, mm. which is actually made for pen makers. Right. And um, he came and grabbed me, he's like, Devin, you gotta look at Howard's knobs. I know you've been messing around with knobs. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And it stuck in my head. Right. And I worked with Howard a little bit later on and he had given me a, a chunk of that acrylic. He had it laying in his toolbox. He's like, oh, here, mess around with this. And so I had it around. That's cool. And I um, what really kicked it off was I had a buddy of mine custom paint a pick guard. And we had a bunch of pick guards laying around for Lumitones and we were playing around with anodizing Lumitones in different colors and really bright, vibrant stuff. And I had a buddy of mine do this really crazy kind of acid trip painting of like heads eating other heads and it was all bright colors. <laughs> That's cool. And I remember thinking like, well, I just can't stick white plastic, you know, right. fender style knobs on this or black. It's not going to, right. it needs something that pops. And my thought was, well, maybe I can get Howard to make some of these cool acrylic knobs, but I didn't know him well. I didn't want to bug him. Right. And I had this piece in my <laughs> shop and I was like, oh, and I just started messing around with it and I basically made a knob and I was like, that's kind of cool. And I just looked up the material. I ordered some, and I got these two little blocks of plastic in. Mm -hmm. And I was able to take this one five-inch block, and I didn't even have a lathe at the time. I was, like, <laughs> grinding it, like, on a sander to get it roughly shaped. <laughs> right. And then I would chuck it upside down in a drill press and sand it to right. try to smooth it out. But out of this one block, I was able to make three knobs, a selector switch tip, and a tremolo cover. Nice. And I'm like, that's the whole five-piece set for a Strat. Right. And I was like, hey, I think I'm onto something. Right. And I was like, well, this is Howard's thing, though. Like, he does this. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, I was playing around with some of this acrylic that you showed me. And I made this set. And I'm thinking about maybe trying to do something with it. But mm -hmm. but you did it. I don't want right. to step on your toes. Right. And I'm really glad I did. Because he was like, you know what? If you had just, like, ran with it without talking to me, it probably would have hurt me a little bit. But right. you go with it, man. I'm not going to do anything. That's cool. And so I, I just chased it. And in the beginning, it was hard. Like, I made that set, and I would go around to musician friends of mine and be like, well, what do you think of this? How much do you think you'd pay for something like that? And I remember a good buddy of mine he was like, oh, I think like, 25 bucks. And I was like, that's cool. I probably spent like 15 bucks in materials, and I spent eight hours to make it, so right. this is going to be super profitable right, right. off the get-go. But I never gave up on it. I still yeah. kept playing with it. I would make other parts, too. Like I have a brother that's a tattoo artist, and I, nice. I made some grips for one of his tattoo guns. And cool. I was always just playing around with it. I just... I've always had this interest in working with materials like that. And mm -hmm. I've, since I was a kid and I saw like casting and mold making mm -hmm. and like prop making, I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, right. Even my grandfather, he had these resin casted swordfish in his bathroom. <laughs> and those was from a mold. I remember my mom said, oh, yeah, we made those when I was a kid. He, he bought some resin and we That's dyed cool. it and added some glitter. And there was just these decorative things that hung in his bathroom. And I would stare at them every time I was in there when I was a kid. I'm like, how did you do that? Yeah. That's and I cool. never learned how from him. It, was just, it finally came back later. Right. But I, I just always had that fascination with it. And I kept chasing down, like, how could I improve this? How could I make it better? Right. And it was when I went to Nordstrand Pickups and I, I got involved in the boutique base market mm -hmm. and, you know, a, kind of a high-end industry and a different market. The base market is very different than the guitar market. It's Absolutely. a totally different demographic. Yeah. And 
more so it seems like bass players really like to trick out their gear a lot more. They like right. they like to bling it out. They like right. to go for the cool stuff. Right. And I grew a lot there, and I, I got to work under Kerry Nordstrand and mm-hmm. learn a little bit about bass building and being in that market and really improved my skill as a craftsman and the little details and looking for those little scratches from the last grid of sandpaper and trying to work that out with the next right. one. And I grew a lot there, and, and that was a big help. That's cool. And so... I just kind of kept going, and, you know, and I started taking small orders. I kept meeting bass players and, and stuff like that that were interested. And, and being involved in the Nordstrand shop, it was very easy to get my hands on scrap that was just going to go to a burn pile or end <laughs> right. up in Carrie's smoker anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I started taking that stuff home, and we would let uh, people who were ordering bases know, it's like, hey, there's somebody here, and we have the scrap from your base. If you want matching knobs right. made from the same wood as your base, we can do that. And just kind of kept going you know put it on facebook and that grew and started instagram and that grew and here i am (laughs) right yeah now you're stuck here with me (laughs) no that's awesome man that's really cool um yeah and i mean you know with it's one of the things that i love the most about stuff like that and it's it's kind of similar to my story as well it's just like that willingness to not give up and not really care so much about like the financial gain you know like we were talking about that earlier you know what I mean, whatever but it's like it's such a cool thing to to just be like i created this you know i love exactly. that feeling and that feeling and then what's really cool is whenever somebody sees it and like we were talking about like somebody seeing it and just being like that's badass yeah. like i want that that's go, cool you uh, know how the fuck did you do that yeah that too yeah exactly yeah absolutely yeah, when I came to your shop, there was quite a few of those moments. Like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, man. So it's it's really cool, and um, and we share you know quite a few similarities in like kind of growing up and being you know seeing watching a lot of stuff. We were talking about like Jesse James and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and just being really interested in a lot of those you know guys that take a passion or almost like a hobby and then making it into like their life you know it's yeah. like that it's really really cool and really exciting it's it's killer to see that stuff so and like you said and for me it wasn't about like oh i'm trying to chase the money right i just wanted to make something and if i could find right. a way to make it and have it be profitable even right. that was even better because then it means Absolutely. it could continue it could grow right and it's never about Oh, I want a fancy house or right, flashy right. car. Right. I'm like, I want a CNC machine. I right. want, I, <laughs> yeah. want a, I want that bigger drill press. Like, right. I want more tools so I can make better and cooler stuff. Yeah, that's that's really what drives me. And oh, I just, yeah. you know, I work a full time day job. Right. I'm a husband and father too. I right. do this on the side. Some people think decline design is like a company. Right. It's me in my garage and yep. it's <laughs> nights and it's weekends and it's yep. it's a grind. But I, yeah. I get out there when I can. I do as much as I can. Absolutely. And. The goal is just to grow it, to be able to continue that, just to continue right. to have people go, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I want to add that. Yeah. And I hope to be able to get to a point where I can make more affordable products too. Like stuff that's like, right. it's still cool. It's still custom. Right. It's still unique, but it's a little easier to obtain for. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are just starting out or trying to check out their instruments and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Well, and it's something too that you and I both kind of, uh, you know, battle too is like, you know, I mean, you can go and buy a $10 cable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. it's like, and so people look at it and go, well, why is this cable 150 bucks exactly. when you know, I could go buy the same cable, you know, a, a cable that theoretically does the same thing for, you know, for 10 bucks. And same thing with mm-hmm. the knobs. It's like, you know, and the knob thing, it's like, why am I going to spend this much on, on a set of knobs when I could go buy off the shelf yeah. or whatever, you know, super cheap plastic molded knobs. Exactly. And and that's the difference is you're getting a super cheap plastic molded yeah. knob, you know, and it's, it's like... It's not function, it's jewelry. Right, it really yeah, is. exactly. And the thing is, too, is it's like what people I don't think get either is, 
the amount of work that goes into it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're talking about, you know, like eight hours for a set of knobs, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, and you know, that kind of stuff. And, and people don't see that. And they see like the big price tag and they just think, oh, this guy's just trying to, you know, pay for some expensive, you know, no. toy or whatever, luxury. And it's like, no, man, we're just trying to make ends meet. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to like get oh, stuff figured out. My entire know? garage is dedicated to this. And right. there's a lot of equipment and tools in there yeah. that I've had to beg, borrow, and steal over right. time. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Even sandpaper ain't cheap. Right? Yeah, it's up. Super glue, sandpaper. The, right. The accelerator alone you have to use for yeah. curing the super glue is fifteen dollars for a little can, and you blow through that in just a couple sets trying to right. do a, a high gloss finish. And, right. You know, Absolutely. you're just trying to keep that machine running so that your wife doesn't yell at you and be yeah. like, "This is making, this is losing us money, and yep. you're gone all the time." So you have to make enough money to pay for the tools, the materials. And occasionally something nice for the wife and the kids right. so that you can continue to make cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy, man. And I think when I think people don't necessarily realize that. And then, you know, and it, and it obviously it expands to, you know, base base building, you know, luthier, stuff like that. I mean, we both know a lot of those guys. And, you know, that, yeah, make maybe, you know, 10 to 15 instruments in a year, mm-hmm. if that. And they're, you know, and it's, and yeah, and you have... People are like, well, why does this cost so much? It's like, well, because you don't know how many hours are put into that. And then plus two, I mean, like how much, you know, I mean, I, you know, I can't imagine, I can't even count how many hours when it comes to like R&D to what mm-hmm. we, you know, to a finished product. I know, like we were yeah. talking about the first, you know, seeing the first knob and you're like, oh my God, you know, it's like how many hours has it been from that knob to now? You know what I mean? Where you're, you know I mean? You've gained so much in knowledge and yeah. ability and all that kind of stuff that, <clears throat> you know, now it's like, yeah, you go in there and you can turn it out pretty quick and you know pretty all the quick. steps and you know the process and you know what's going to happen next and, and what to do here so this is easier or whatever. You know, you know all those things. And, you know, people don't realize that part of what you're paying for is that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that part process. One of the best analogies I heard for that specific scenario is was related to a graphic designer. Right. And the example was somebody, a customer comes in and says, you know, I'm looking for this and that. And the guy goes, okay. And he you know, whips open the programs, it kind of bangs it out in about 15, 20 minutes. Like, that's going to be 150 bucks. Right. And the customer goes, it took you 20 minutes. He goes, yeah, but it took me thousands of hours right. and lots of money in software and a right. lot of schooling to get to the point where I can do it in 15 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like yep. there's a lot on the back end of getting to the point where yep. you're efficient at it that you're still trying to make up for. Right. And oh, you yeah. might not ever make up for it by the right. time it's all said and done. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah. Well, and again, that that equates to, you know, musicians too. You know, yeah. Like, you you know, someone looks and it's like, well, I'm paying you a couple hundred bucks for the gig. And it's like, yeah, but you also have to realize it took me years to get the talent and the ability enough mm-hmm. to be able to build up, to be able to play that music that you want to dance to right. or whatever. So, and the thousands of dollars with the gear yeah, and the car too. to get it here yeah. and the gas and the Absolutely. hour and a half of loading it all and unloading <laughs> yep. it and setting it up and Absolutely. tearing it down. Yeah. And they only want to pay for the song, not yeah. for everything it took to get the song there live. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it is, it's definitely kind of crazy. Um, so, um, obviously I know you're, you're super crazy busy. We've been talking about that a lot. Um, and so what are, what are some things that you've got coming up or things that you want to do with some different things? Like what, where do you see oh. <laughs> sleep? <laughs> sleep would be nice. Um, oh, the list of things I want to do is right. endless. It really is. Um, like I said, I do want to get some more user friendly as far as price wise. Right. Um, everything I make right now is from scratch. Right. 
you know, it either starts with a raw piece of wood or a raw, sometimes I use a blank material, kind of like uh, some of the stuff you use on some mm -hmm. of the cables where right. it's from like Beartooth Woods or right, right. one of the pen turning websites that supplies right. that stuff. And there's some incredible, beautiful stuff out there that I can't replicate. Right. And sometimes I get customers who want something more custom and that's when I'll right. pull out the resin and I'll start casting. But right. It all starts from scratch. Right. And I'd like to get to the point by maybe making some some killer custom molds where I can cast resin directly into a, a preform shape with mm -hmm. a little bit of cleanup and finish up work after that. Maybe right. a press-on knob model, something that's a little less labor intensive, something I can stock up a little bit on. Right. Because right now everything's custom order. You know, a right. customer has to reach out. Everybody's knob layout's different. Right. You know, everybody goes, why don't you just stock up a bunch of stuff? Because I'll make a set, and then or maybe I'll make five knobs. And I'll get somebody, that's really cool, but I got four knobs in a stack. Right. Or I'll make four in a stack and be like, that's cool, but I have this pot and it's actually a little different and that right. doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, there's four or five different varieties of stack pots out there. And right. that's always a constant challenge. Right. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's always, for the time being, it's always been best just to take them one at a time, mm -hmm. deal with each customer independently, right. you know, build it to spec for them. Right. You know, and I've always up until now and the way I've still done things is I take orders and I don't charge my customers until I'm done. Right. You know, That's we cool. talk about it. I make sure I have a good understanding of what they want and my deal is, look, I'm going to build this and when I'm done, I'm going to send you the pictures and you're going to check it out and if that's what you wanted, then we'll arrange payment I'll send it out to you. That's cool. You know, and that was just, that's how I started because nobody knew who I was. Right. I didn't want, I'm not going to send some guy 100, 150, 200 bucks to make knobs. I don't even know if he's any good at it. Right. Or if he's even going to make what I want. Or it's going to be the wrong color. <laughs> right, right, right. You yeah. know, and every once in a while I get customers like, that's that's just not what I was looking for. And I'm like, right. all right, let's go back to the drawing board. Or if you don't want to move on, that's fine. But right. for the most part, we usually kind of nail it. We figure it out. And yeah. We keep going. That's great. And that, I mean, it's cool because that's, again, part of the, you know, like small business, you know, like entrepreneur type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, handling customer service. All that. I mean, you don't get that from, you know, some company that's making, you know, a thousand knobs a day, you know, out of a machine, you know, kind yeah. of thing. You don't, you're not going to get that, you know. So, yeah, it's really cool. But at least with that company, you get a customer service department that will take your calls and answer your emails <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> and send you five out that, you know, yeah. are, you know <laughs> that it's, from the first ones that broke or messed up, you know, whatever, <laughs> a whole new set. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm sure, as you know, if, with a small business and if you're doing it and working a regular job too, it's hard. Right. Like, I yeah. work a full time job. And right now we're in a peak season and it's just, right. it's, I might be at work 12 hours a day. I might bring home a couple more hours. Right. I'm on the road, just commuting another hour and a half. Right. I still got to see the wife and kids. And right. then maybe if I can get out to the shop, it's an hour or two. And it's like, do I go make the knobs I have on order? Or do I try to answer all these emails and questions and right. comments? And yep. it's just like, oh, like it, yeah. it, it, it's taxing. And oh, I just, yeah. I'm trying to, you can't keep everybody happy and sleep at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, I understand that completely. There's times I get here and it's like, I jump on the computer and start answering emails. The next thing I know, it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm yeah. like, you haven't made a single home. cable. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't get anything shipped out today. I didn't get anything built. And I'm yeah. like, and the day's over with, you know, and you're just like, shit, okay, do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have this horrible habit of, I don't, I tend not to post stuff I've worked on uh -huh. until I feel like I've, I've gotten back to everybody, <laughs> but I've never been able to get back to everybody. And so like, I've got, no a, I've got a camera roll just full of knobs that I've made that I'm sure people would love to see and get ideas from. And right. I just haven't put it up. Cause I'm like, man, I got to write Bob back. Cause he asked me a question three weeks ago and right. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to, you know, answer his question about that. Right. 
but you know it's it's the grind. Luckily, yeah. we don't make any devices that involve saving people's lives. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's dying because they yeah. get their knobs or or cable. You know, so yeah, absolutely, man. That's that is hilarious. That's really funny. Um, cool. Well, let's let's go through a couple of these questions that I've got. Um, these ones I think will definitely work. Like I said, it's a little different because uh, we're not talking like music stuff. Um, but I think this is this will definitely um, work. So, uh, what is your favorite word? <laughs> and it can be of the four-letter variety. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably fuck. Yeah, I get used a lot. I don't make my wife happy. Yeah, it's just so useful. It is it very. It's extremely useful. The one thing that'll everything. always crack my wife up is if I see a color that is so vibrant and it's just the purity of that color. I'd be like, that is fucking blue yeah and like she that. hates that i said it but she knows exactly what i mean yeah. she's like you're right you're that's right. fucking blue <laughs> i love it that is good that is really funny um what is your least favorite word uh what did we talk about earlier branding yeah influencer <laughs> that all feels like the same as snake oil sales yeah. like i don't want to want to feel like i'm trying to get over on somebody right you yeah. know, I want it to all feel honest and pure in the end. Like, it's right, just right. the intent of the quality or the craftsmanship. Yeah. You know, and anything that feels like it's just trying to weasel a dollar out of somebody, I, it tends to turn me off. Even though that's not always the intent or what it means. Right. It's important. I mean, branding is important. It's important. This is branding. It's people knowing, like, what is right. your intent? What What's what's yep. your message? Or Who are what are you doing you? behind yeah. this? You know, because right. people care about that. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, to, to elaborate a little bit, too, is, you know, we both make a higher and expensive product mm -hmm. so people want to know and care about like okay if i'm gonna drop you know a couple hundred bucks with this guy yeah who is he what is he doing yeah. what's it you know what's the reasoning for this why is it that much what is, you know whatever so yeah absolutely people people like seeing that stuff and um yeah you, you tend to hate those products when somebody goes oh, i bought that for 200 bucks and you're like if you know anything about manufacturing you go I'm pretty sure that costs like three bucks to make. Right. Yeah, exactly. I hate that too. When yeah, I you're like, oh. Yeah, or you see the price tag. Even if you don't know somebody who bought it, you mm -hmm. see the price tag or something, you're like, there's probably $5 of materials there. Yeah. And they're charging 150 bucks yeah. for it. And it's like, ugh, yeah, that's that's rough. Absolutely. Um, well, since you've been around music so much, this is also kind of a good one. It doesn't necessarily have to relate to music. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Bass drums. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love a good rock song when it's just yeah. Like you want to feel it in your chest. Right. I mean, right. Right. I, I rarely get out to live shows, but every time I do, it's just like, oh, I miss this so much. You just, <laughs> some people don't understand that certain songs need to be played at volume. Like, right. It can't be on in the background. You need to right. feel it move yeah. through your body. And you know, I have no musical talent. You know, I've spent all my time on the lathe and on the tools and trying to fabricate, but. I still love it, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. My mom played piano and a little bit of guitar. And nice, I grew okay. up around it. My dad played guitar and a little cool. bit of bass and a little bit of drums. And cool. I was always around it. I didn't quite get as much of the bug for it, but right. it's an important thing. And oh, absolutely. That quality, that when you feel music moving through you, and it's mm -hmm. usually in a, some sort of bass quality. And right. I got that a lot when I was working at Nordstrom. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's time <laughs> to test the bass. You yeah. feel it's going through you, and <laughs> that's it's important. I feel it's really important, and it kind of inspires you. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make things that inspire that artist. You know, that right. make him love his gear that much more, that tie yeah. him into his gear. And like, this is my thing. It's customized to me and my specs right. and what I want to inspire me. 
That's cool, man. So yeah, no, absolutely, I love it. So um, the opposite of that, what sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> uh, that one's a little harder. Yeah, anything that's squeaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know the job I have now. I'm in the warehouse a lot, and whenever a forklift doesn't lift the pallet all the way off the ground, and you can hear oh, the yeah. nails from the forklift oh, yeah. scratching across the concrete floor. Yeah. I know that, exactly that one's yeah. bad. That, that it's like bad. Na- like the nails on a blackboard kind yeah. of sound. Like, right. That is not necessary. Just hit yeah. that lever and yeah. bring that pallet up another quarter inch and nobody has <laughs> to hear that. Yes. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard times 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like it's also volume-wise so much louder yeah. too. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> I know that sound. Yeah. So it's like, horrible. Oh, it is extremely horrible. Absolutely. Um what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, I always want to be involved in making things. Right. Um, if I went back to school right now, it'd probably be to get more into engineering, more into okay. designing. If I could, it doesn't matter what the part is, if it's a hinge for that mic stand. Like right. If I could be involved in CAM and CAD and drawing and just right. trying to tweak and make things better, and, you know, being something in a creative aspect like that. Yeah. That's probably what I would shoot for. I mean, it's kind of what I, I try to do on the side and what I right. do with this stuff now, but it would have to be in an artistic, a creative. Right. And I see, and you know, I see the artistic side of everyday products right. and mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Like so you look at anything, like somebody designed it that way. Somebody right. decided to roll that edge off a little bit or to mm-hmm. chamfer this or to, right. you know, like, they didn't have to. They right. could have just made it a block. Right. But they decided, like, I'm going cor- I'm, I'm to yeah. round that corner. And, right. you know, it was a little bit of them went into it. And anything you look at, you'll see it. If you look at it or you try to take the measurements off of something, you'll see, like, the logic behind the radius or the spacing. You're like, right. oh, he was working in millimeters or he was working in inches. And he liked to space those holes every quarter of an inch or something right. like that. Right, right, right. No, it's cool, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I mean, kind of going through that same thing right now with the preamp design mm-hmm. and doing all that. And it's like, it is, it's crazy. And it's like certain little things. It's like, okay, well, what if we took this corner off? Or what mm-hmm. if we, you know, rounded that edge? Or what if we put the, you know, space, these two knobs closer and then left more space to the next yeah. one over, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And there is, there's so many. And it's funny because talking with even like my amp builder, a lot of times, you know, he's he's very much more like kind of methodical in the mm-hmm. in the approach, and not so much the design. And even just like the picking of the 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 machine screws to bolt the things two things together. You know? yeah. it's like that was a battle between him and I because he's like, well, I don't want it to look like this, or I don't want it to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm looking at it in a design standpoint. Like, I want it to look like right. this, and aesthetically, this is more pleasing than those, you know, yeah. or whatever. And he's like, I just want a cheap bolt, you know, that's gonna no. work, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, like no, 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 you know. So, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. it's stuff like that. So no, I totally, totally get it. And uh, and you're right, and it's cool. Whenever you have, I think it's a certain mindset to you know, a certain degree. You know what I mean of like guys like us mm-hmm. that see certain things and go that's cool it didn't have to be that way to work but somebody made it that way yeah. because that's what they wanted you know or yeah something i like gotta that. make it i might as well make it look cool while <laughs> right? <I'm at> it. <laughs> it's exactly how i looked at things too absolutely yeah man that's really cool um cool then well uh where can people find you online well they have to hunt me down <laughs> yeah i was like that might be a bigger <laughs> i think i've got a website that says uh page under construction for about eight years now well, nice. maybe 10 years nice All right. uh mostly on facebook instagram right. you know shoot me a dm right um 
I do have an email address that's Devin D E V I N at D C L I N E Design dot com. So Decline Design. Right. And uh, yeah, shoot me an email. Cool. Shoot me a message, and they can reach out. And if you're lucky, I'll get back to you sometime <laughs> this year and and see how I can help you. Right. Yeah. It they're all there, and I get to them when I can. But the list is long. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so get on the list. Yeah. Get on the list. <laughs> get on the list. <laughs> I really need a website, and all it is is like a digital version of a take a number yeah <laughs> and just wait that's hilarious that's great yeah absolutely man well um you know so everybody else kind of knows you know we're doing a lot of stuff together we're gonna yep. be put, doing a lot more stuff this next year together um putting things in works that was part of this you know Devin coming out and us talking and doing stuff so um definitely keep an eye out for all the stuff we're going to be doing this yep. year and um yeah that's just pretty much it thanks Devin, for coming out man thank you for having me on i'm sure we will have some very cool things coming out in the near future absolutely absolutely all right everybody uh make sure you like comment and subscribe and peace